Hello, I'm Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. And my name is Bailey, like the Irish cream, and this is The Way I See It. Hello, darling. Hello. Glad I, to be here. I'm glad to be here, too. Uh, darling. So, um, I thought this would be an interesting topic. Um, I just did a recent interview with... Uh, uh, major pub, and uh, the, it was pub. all around the topic of is mindfulness making us sick? And I thought, wow, that's you know, I do mindful living, I teach mindfulness, as you well know, and stress is my my thing, and all this other. And I thought, how, what are they talking about? Seems to be contradictory. Seems to be yeah, contradictory. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but I was intrigued, and I went, so what's the deal? And as the conversation went on. Um, it was that a, a lot of people seem to be um, maybe beginning the practice of mindfulness or meditation, and they are having some abrupt, intense psychological ramifications of depression or anxiety disorders or um, maybe even tendencies towards suicidal thoughts or PTSD. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was fascinating. I went, well, this is, this is interesting. And so if you and if you think about it, which which I began to think about it, it really does make sense that we live, as you well know, in a very staccato, fast-paced world. So true. Filled with tons and tons of too too much information, TMI, and um, and we are geared now to consume everything in such a short block of time. Right. Short videos, short news clips. Everything that we do is is uh, very rapid impatient, fire. rapid fire, very yes, much yeah, so. Yeah. And so, when someone comes into a class or listens to an app, some of these uh, apps that get you really quiet, and and for the first time in your life, you're silent and you're aware, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there. So all of your busyness or all of the habits and habitual behaviors that you've developed. To not think about things, okay? Right, yeah, to, yeah. To capital N, capital O, capital T, no. or, or may I say repress, mm, any of those yeah. words. Well, doesn't it make sense that when you get quiet and silent, that it's going to pop up? It's kind of like me cooking my vegetable soup. I love to cook. And when I turn it off and it quits bubbling, then it gets very quiet at the top, mm. okay? But- all those heavy vegetables are at the bottom. They're oh, under yeah. their baby. Those they haven't gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch out, baby. Yeah, the those potatoes the ta- will yeah. get you. <laughs> they will get you. They are down there lurking. Yes. Duh, duh, duh. The Just like Jaws. Life. Can we have a little Jaws music now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting to get you. So you have these people with issues, you know, a lifetime of issues. So whether they got successful in some kind of accounting career or some kind of music or whatever career, right? They've just kind of gone faster and faster, and so all of a sudden, they're uh, they go they know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or they want something better in life. Maybe not necessarily wrong. That makes things bad or good and values them. Okay, right? But maybe some cognitive dissonance, sadness, grief, whatever they're going through, unhappiness. And they go, oh, we've heard about this mindfulness. Let's go take a mindfulness pill. It looks pretty easy and yeah. simple. And I'll download one of those zillion of apps, mm-hmm. you know, and just go, I got this. I got my new BMW and got everything else. I'm just going to take this little mindfulness pill. Right. So what happens is, let me tell you about this mindful and meditation. 
you will get, get quiet and you do become quite aware. And what bubbles up just like in that soup, uh, it's not like the soup I make where I choose to put in the carrots and the potatoes and the peas or whatever. Down lurking under there is a bunch of stuff that you didn't want to look at, which is why you went right. so fast or why you went so quickly or why you avoid the holidays with your family or why you keep job jumping or whatever issues you have or mm. drinking or smoking or drugs. There's a reason for the underbelly or those vegetables uh, uh, sitting and resting at the bottom. But remember, they're still there, like you said about the potatoes. It's oh, still yeah. there. And uh, and so here's where the challenge comes is when people get quiet, you can also have not just minor disorders. You can have pretty significant disorders, whether it's a major depression, mm-hmm. major anxiety disorder, PTSD. And this can happen from a rape that happened as a child. This can happen from a car wreck when you were younger. This can happen from a violent relationship, uh, a myriad of problems, or just a diagnosable disease, manic depression, uh, anything. And when you get quiet and still, guess what? These things are going not made. They will rise up. Oh, yeah. So that's why I, I, it's it's both and that um, I, I remember reading that. Yeah. I was like, both and. I love that. Yeah, it is that. Uh, and again, I'll tell a quick personal story. I was um, type A, smart, cute, you name it, married, two kids, dotted the I's, crossed the T's, you know, Cute little body in my St. John suit, um, you know, running around selling companies. I was, I was rocking it, man, mm-hmm. on the outside. And on the inside, um, you know, I was noticing I was drinking a little more than usual, a little more scotch, a little more stolies, you yeah. know, a few more shots here and there. And um, not sleeping and getting skinnier and, uh, and ab- absolutely to almost a fever panic inside. Like malnourished? Uh, not malnourished, but just in, inside knowing something was right. so wrong. And the worst part was when you look so right on the outside in this world we live in, yeah. it's like you're living two double lives that you're – I, I describe it as riding a bicycle with a chain off of it, and you keep going faster and faster, but you don't know the chains oh, off the bicycle. yeah. That's a good And you're metaphor. exhausted. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, something catastrophic happened, uh, and I, I could not – um, it's a it's a long story, which is for a whole nother show. But uh, we happened to uh, I had the two kids and a friend of ours. Their child had a baby uh, at Grady, and the child had been abandoned. And so Jim and I offered to go pick up the baby, newborn, and we brought the baby home. It was a little boy. Uh, I got very attached to this child, obviously, and became like its mother. As a matter of fact, I became so attached, I actually got milk again. This is the true story. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, it was that much of a bondage attachment to the child. I didn't nurse it or anything, but still, it was it was huge. Wow. And then what happened was... Um, That's unreal. The uh, family came back in, and something horrible happened, and uh, we had to uh, make some decisions on the child. Anyway, so it... I, I was left totally distraught, uh, crazy, Jeez, uh, dysfunctional, I, paralyzed. Sure. Yeah, paralyzed. Yeah. And um, my neighbor across the street said, hey, you, why don't you come with me? She said, I mean, just come with me. And I said, where? And she said, just come. She said, I'm going to this class. Didn't tell me what it was. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I go to this class, and it happens to be a meditation class. And so I sat there at the back and thought I was going to lose my frigging mind. Because of the stillness? Because oh, of yeah. The, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these people are sitting there. 
looking like they have halos over their heads, right? Right, and you're just They're- you have the weight of the world, <laughs> exactly. And you're just dying in silence. And the more silence it got, yeah. I got the more the, the louder, louder your five mind minutes was. to yeah. ten minutes. Exactly, my insides are going absolutely banana bonkers. That's unreal. But here's the key: there was a teacher. Wang Lo Sinsi was at the front of the class who was the teacher. Mm-hmm. And he was the most kind, gentle, loving human being, I don't know. And so for some reason sensed my anguish, probably the, I don't know, Bailey, maybe the tears and the snot running out of my nose. That's and, usually a good indicator. Yeah, and hearing me in the silence, <gasps> <gasps> sobbing in the back. That, that could have been. Maybe he wasn't as enlightened in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was some divine intervention, but maybe. But maybe it was basic social cues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we are. Nevertheless, our... <laughs> he approaches Nevertheless, you. Yeah. <laughs> he approaches me. And um and so uh he touches me and uh just handed me this thing, wiped the tears off my face and smiled. And um, was one of the most uh, sat down beside me and uh, sat right by me, which calmed me immediately. His presence mm. and um, and said everything will be all right. I promise you this. He said, I promise you. And and so anyway, he talked to me for a while, and so we went home that night. And I went home with Wanda, which was her real name. I didn't make that up. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Wanda? <laughs> a fish called Wanda, one of my favorite movies. But we won't we won't <laughs> we won't go into a fish called Wanda. But yeah. oh dear God, have you ever laughed I've, so hard? In I've your never life? seen it oh before. My oh my God! I'll you look it up. It. It's I'll one look of it my up. Favorite. Oh a my fish God. called Wanda. A fish called Wanda. I'll look it up. Oh my God. So wait, excuse me. Okay. Wanda, I love you wherever you are. You saved my life. So anyway, then I didn't want to go back because I was terrified, but I wanted to go back. So here we go with right. the struggle of psychological mm-hmm. issues. Um, I went back the next night. Next thing I knew, a week turned into two weeks, turned into a month, turned into six months, turned into a year, turned into five years, turned into many, many years. Yeah. Okay. In that, the grace of God was that I was in a group of big group of people. So there were intermediate meditators, there were mm-hmm. beginners, mm-hmm. advanced. So I had a support group. Yeah. Right, so that when I had these horrendous th- and memories come up of you know my father killing you know with a shotgun killing my cat, or when you know when I didn't do something or wore something wrong and he made me take off my clothes and burn them in front of me, this horrendous, horrendous childhood I survived. That when I got quiet, guess what came up? Things all I of had that. all of that things yeah. I had repressed and. And no matter how fast and, and successful I got and beautiful I got and everything I did, all those vegetables were still in the mm-hmm. bottom of the pot. Stewing. Stewing. But the cool thing about having a beautiful, loving teacher, number one, mm-hmm. two, is this environment of different levels of meditators that have done it. And the support that comes with that And the support that, that comes with yeah, that, yeah. exactly. It normalizes all this. Like when stuff came up, instead of being abnormal, do you see? It would be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, expect it. Do you mm-hmm. see? So then it shifted from victimization and re-victimization of, oh, Jesus, I can't handle this, mm-hmm. to curiosity of want and wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R. As I wondered, W-A-N-D-E-R, as I wondered into meditation and right. all the mindfulness practices, the W-O-N-D-E-R, the healing happened because I knew that the truth was coming out and some part of my psyche and my soul was, was being healed in this community. Right. So um, anyway, fast forward. As you well know, I left the Wall Street job. I left the 104th floor of the World Trade Center and mm-hmm. my busy life. 
and uh, really got into it, obviously, big time. Yeah. And uh, went to the Dalai Lama. I met him at Emory. He became my teacher. Subsequently, Thich Nhat Hanh, who is the very infamous um, uh, South Vietnamese monk who was a uh, collaborator with Martin Luther King Jr. And actually, Martin Luther King Jr. nominated him, I believe, or wanted to nominate him for a Nobel Prize. Um, and so, I, I, and I've been a student of his for many years. So, my, uh, I, I understand back to the premise of is mindfulness making us sick? Yes. And, and no. Right. <laughs> and the yes part of yeah. it is don't expect these people to enter a space and place that they have never been before, that they don't need social support. They don't need psychological support. Right. So mine is again with the both and use the apps, use the, um, many apps like ours. We even have Mindful Living Network um, on the app stores, and we have a beautiful app that takes you and and you can meditate for a few minutes. They have stress chips, all kinds of things. Our podcasts, but also if you're going to do that, and issues start to come up, you have to have a counselor. You have to have a psychologist or or some kind of coach, some support system Mm -hmm. that will be there for you. And the reason that I'd like a yoga or a meditation class is these are experienced people that are used to um, things coming up. For an example, after I meditated for many years, I got into yoga. I thought, oh, man, I don't have anything to worry about. I just need to do some stretches. Well, I've got news for you. Some of the stretches that happened when my chest was exposed or my body was in certain positions – I'd get um, hysterical and go into huge breakdowns because wow. the body positions, my It just trauma, exposes vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the yeah. trauma that had been stored in me from such, right. such uh, you know, being beaten so severely and, uh, you know, knocked out, literally knocked out um, so many times in my life from my father. Uh, I had post-concussive syndrome. I mean, so my horrors came up, and but but all of this mindfulness and my commitment to it changed all I, I didn't have to worry about the potatoes floating up or the carrots floating up. Right. Or the temperature being turned up or down. Mm-hmm. Or whatever was going on in my life. It it's it's like a taproot. It's it's your security blanket. It's your do you know what I mean? It's yeah. your sun and your moon and your stars, your higher power if you want to call it that, your God, whatever you want exactly. to call it. Was the the mindfulness stuff. So in this, anyway, um, to poo-poo it, because a lot of the research and a lot of the articles that I found were, don't do this. Somebody wanted to commit suicide. Somebody wanted to do this. Somebody, well, that's, again, both and. That's true. Yeah, those feelings were probably there already. It's just that now you have a conduit through which you can address those feelings. I think, is it um is this something that you recommend when someone gets into it, you do it in a group type setting? Or is it an individual thing? Or is it a case by case, dependent upon the person? You know, I, I think like it's different doors mm-hmm. that I got through into the group thing. Right. Um, which again was huge for me because I had issues with family too. I was terrified of being in big groups like that. Right, right. Part of the reason I was doing the money and the stuff that I did the way I did it, I was in control. Mm-hmm. I could be in front of 500 people telling them about cost-benefit ratio or regression analysis and, and money, Yeah, and I was in control. But when you're in a group like that, it was wonderful because it brought up my family issues too because that's a family. Yeah. So I think I think the best way for me uh, would suggest, and again, it, you know, you can go through Al-Anon, go through AA, you can go through church groups, you can go through uh, all kinds of different venues that don't cost a lot of money. Start right. your own group, yeah. But with a facilitator. But mine is I 
truly believe the community is the best way. Now, I'm not in a community now, but I did it for so many years, for mm-hmm. so long. Right, right. That, you know, what, 40 years now, 38 mm-hmm. years that I do it myself on a regular basis. I would love a community. I haven't been able to find a, a new one. I, I hope too soon. But but the point is, is once you have the infrastructure, the taproot, you can it's kind of like lily pads or islands. You can skip to different Leapfrog ones. Around. And yet yeah, yeah. And sometimes you can stay on your boat between the islands mm-hmm. because you have your practices so ingrained from your teachers. Of course, yeah. Uh, through the years. But um, but I, I really think it's important too because I, I wrote a blog uh, recently on uh, the, just vicious attacks on what the professional teachers are calling McMindfulness. Oh, and yeah. And it's like McDonald's. I wanted to hear about this because whenever you put Mick in front of anything, I like it immediately piques my curiosity. All right, so Mick Mindfulness. And you see it's it's like a slap, right? Yeah, Mick, yeah. Mick Mindfulness. Oh, yeah. So I thought, hmm, I wonder what this is. So then I was reading just a plethora of all of this just information on how terrible it is and who do these people think they are with these five-minute apps like – you know, I won't mention any, but, you know, meditating for five minutes or seven minutes and who these people think they are. Yeah. These people need to be in a class. Well, this is back to my both and. And judgment, too, by the way. Yeah. And the different folks, you know, different strokes for different folks is um, I went bananas and wrote a really aggressive article on how dare you. How dare you appoint yourself as a guru, as the genius on this, as the be-all, know-all. Yeah. Everybody cannot afford to economically, time-wise, energy-wise, go sit down to a class with a teacher for an hour twice a week or once a week. Yeah, They've got to do what they can do. They're raising families. They're busy. They're in school. So this drive-through quote is what they were making fun of is, is is a beginning. It's a baby step. It's walking. It may lead you like me into a whole new world. It may not. It may be if you don't have traumas like I do. If you have a, it may be what you need. I can't judge that for you, right? But how dare you take down? And, and we also have a term now that's in vogue after mic mindfulness called micro mindfulness. Okay, I like it. It doesn't have the negative connotation. Yeah, because mic mindfulness has kind of like a sinister, but kind I, of. I want to throw in a plug, and not just because I worked with McDonald's, which I did. They've been a client. But I do love McDonald's and, yeah. and people, you know, I'm a pescatarian. I haven't eaten meat in 30 years. And you know me, I'm a health oh, yeah, conscious yeah. freak, but I love my fish sandwich <laughs> with some French fries. <laughs> so good. With my unsweet iced tea. Ooh, girl. Um, and then uh, apple pie, of course. Oh, yeah. But anyway, and I don't do it every day. I do it once every two months, once every three months. But baby, when I do it, I have ketchup and tartar sauce all over my face, down my throat, uh, between my fingers. It's an experience. It is an experience, really. <laughs> do you, whenever you get it, do you like go through the drive-through and no. then just like eat it in the parking no, lot? No, no, like no, 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 no. You have to get in line and get all excited looking at the menu. Yeah. This is part of the mindfulness experience. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, I am actually in a McDonald's <laughs> and it's been two months. I've been eating at my vegetarian restaurants for oh, every yeah. day. And you deserve that and filet Exactly. Fish. And then you get up and so I'm almost like, they stare at me like I'm some kind of, you know, Unabomber or something because I can't talk. And I'm like, I want a fish sandwich. And then they go, would you like the meal? Uh, or would you like just the sandwich? I would like the meal, thank you. Large fry. <laughs> oh, my God, 
he's with me. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. a large T. Yeah. Upsize me, please. Upsize. Upsize. So then, then you just kind of wait. And then it happens. And then you sit down. And it is like the coolest. Also, the social environment at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, there is every, there are every kind There's of, some colorful folks. Hello, honey. Hello. There's, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, from the rich to the rich to the poor to the poor to the homeless to whatever. I love it. I'm, they really I'm do you. get everybody in the doors there, I don't they? I'm telling you. Teenagers on their way to class. So yeah. I sit, I get a corner booth or whatever, mm-hmm. and I just sit there. People and, watch. Oh, I just I already watch, know that you're doing get that. Get my sabbath. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so to take, but anyway, the reason I'm telling this McDonald's stories is quit negatively saying, you know, like McMindfulness, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't take down my people. Yeah. Okay. Um, plus, I was one of seven kids, and if you ever got to go to McDonald's to get a sandwich, it was like, uh, I, I can't even tell you. It, it would be like a, a, the greatest experience of oh, my yeah. life. So in this um, mini uh, uh, mindfulness uh, or micro, excuse me, micro mindfulness movement, uh-huh. it's all about, to me, it's kind of like a baseball field where you have first, second, and third base. Okay. That during your busy day, it's like a baseball field of going to work, kids, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Touch the bases. Okay. Don't stay at home plate. Go to first base, five minutes. Uh, you may want to go into one of these apps and have a five-minute meditation or do something like listen to the ocean for five minutes or listen to birds chirp. Some people like cats purring, of course, which I do. <laughs> but whatever it is for the five minutes. Right. And then for the next, go to the second base, maybe a couple hours later, and go outside, sit under a tree and ask her what she I thinks. I loved that part. Of because you let me read kind of like the beginning part of that copy, and that was I think it was at the end of it, but it was like literally just touch a tree, just touch a tree, and I loved that. And I want you to know, I touched a tree before I came here today. Aww. Yeah, it was kind of like a sad little tree that had just been pruned down too much by the landscaper people outside my apartment. But we had a connection, that tree and I. So I, w- I just wanted to say thank you so much for including that in, I love in that publication. And, and the tree, and I call that one, that particular tip is called Lean on Me. Right? Lean on Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lean on Me. Yeah, oh, Lean that was on so great. Me yeah. when you're not strong. And I'll be your friend. Okay. Oh, we, we, we hell, get- <laughs> together we can do this Carry one. on. <laughs> and, um, and she can take it. She's um, lived through hurricanes and storms and droughts, mm-hmm. and and she's got, uh, God forbid, if you cut her and you look at the circles of her life, you can tell the lean years, you can tell the healthy years. There's a taproot way, way down deep. Oh, yeah. Um, the ancients, when I was teaching world religions and studying world spiritualities, they have a thing called dryads that this knock on wood... Remember the old go knock on wood? How that came was the uh, ancient. Oh, you're talking to, about the superstition thing? Yeah, the superstition, oh, yeah, yeah. knock on wood. Yeah. That that came, that phrase came from, they used to go to the oak trees and knock on them, and dryads lived inside of them, which were little fairies. So if you were upset, concerned, didn't know whether to marry somebody or what to do for uh-huh. a job or whatever, yeah. you knocked on the, sat under the tree, you sat under her and totally trusted the wisdom of this tree. And you knock on it and the... Uh, dryads are in there and they answer you. So you believe the fairies are in there. And so then you leave it with the tree. I never knew that. And and it will be answered and the conclusion will come to you. So um, the sacred tree. So and, and also think of it. The leaves provide shade and the 
winter. They provide cover for birds and for their nests to be protected and new life to come from. So um, they also help with the erosion of our world. So anyway, just sit you know, under a tree, lean yeah. on it, and go, I just need five minutes of total mindful surrender into you because I can trust you. Yeah. I have that confidence. And another big one is um, making sure – I believe this is, is a, a, a micro-mindfulness thing too. Give a compliment to somebody. I'm telling you, um, when I'm off, sometimes I'll just go to Publix or Kroger mm-hmm. and go through and, you know, I'll be down the vegetable aisle and see somebody looking sideways and I'll go, do you know that is the neatest purse? I just love your purse. And you watch this person who's got a sour look or looks sad or whatever and yeah. go, really? And I'll go, yeah, it's really cool. I love that purple. And then they'll go, you know, and then they might tell you a story about purple. Or, right. or that, or know, the bag, or yeah, or, whatever. or my daughter, yeah. or my daughter gave me this purse, and she's been dead for a year. I'm very serious. You don't know what is going to come mm-hmm. up. Give somebody a compliment. I especially like it in the checkout um, aisle of any because everybody's ticked, everybody's in a hurry. Oh, and yeah. um, you know, you get behind somebody, and then they either write a check or they. Uh, start paying with cash and put the pennies and quarters on the yeah. thing, and I want to kill them. Yeah. So th- those those are great times to compliment somebody around you and go, "Oh, those are beautiful radishes you chose," <laughs> or "Or I like your shoes." Yeah. Or why did you pick out that particular magazine? That's very interesting. But anyway, my point about a, a compliment is you experience the joy of giving a compliment. You you are are giving some kindness to someone, and you're awakening them out of their sleep, and also, it's an unbelievably kind way to live. Um, and another thing is another mindfulness, a, a micro-mindfulness thing is smiling. We actually have science that shows you the zygote muscles in your face. Yeah. We actually change our hormones and our brain chemistry when we smile. So exactly. So um, You guys can't see me, but I'm smiling like a crazy person. Right. right now. <laughs> he is, and he looks pretty, he looks pretty rad. He looks awful. Like, yeah. get, the, get the nets. He's scaring me to death. Uh, Love it. We live in Atlanta, one of, as you well know, one of the worst commutes, busiest, horrible places. Mm-hmm. I have a spiritual practice of when I get to a stoplight and I want to flick people off, which you know my personality. I do. Yeah, she has a tendency. <laughs> and, um, and I drive like a maniac, which I love to. I've never driven in the car with you, but I've heard that you do drive like yes, a maniac. Yes, I do drive like a maniac. And I love to drive. It's my passion. So when I get to the stoplight, I always look to the left or the right, and I smile at somebody. And it's just a spiritual practice. Now they give me a nasty look. Yeah. They may be suspicious, go to reach for something scary. I don't care. Um, it, it's it's something to do at a mall. Just do it as a practice. Don't wait for it to be evoked or see a cute baby. Mm-hmm. Do these compliment. Do things like the tree, a smiling practice. In your car, do something. When you get to a traffic light, inhale to the count of four and exhale to the count of four and think of something positive or loving. You can create this infrastructure of mindfulness. And again, they call it micro-mindfulness. I don't even like that term because it kind of circumvents the power of being mindful. Oh, where it kind of like diminishes the... the um the good that can come from it because it's micro, you mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I understand micro, macro. Again, I live in a family of scientists and right. all this stuff. I just think that's, you know... I, I feel I, like in a certain way, it can almost be, you know, it's like you take two out, you know, an hour twice a week to go to meditation or throughout every day, you have these little five-minute pick-me-ups 
of whatever, I feel like for some folks that could be more beneficial, like we've been saying. So not to diminish the micro, not at all. Oh, I love thanks. that. Yeah, that is beautiful. You know? Because I think like they I told you, the phraseology first was mech mindfulness. Yeah. Now they've shifted it to make it more micro mindfulness, mm-hmm. which is okay. But let's just like stop all the nomenclature and the trying to I know to chop everything, here we go with language again, chopping things up. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, in, in my training, we don't even use the word mindfulness. Mine is awareness is what we are taught. Really? You know, oh, of course. I didn't all know my that. training from the beginning, you're taught to become aware. And the more aware you become, then the more choices you make uh, because you become more aware of the choices right. you're making. And then the product of you making choices is the energy in your experience. You go, oh, I feel better. I feel worse. I feel happy. I feel, you know, so for being under the tree, smiling, complimenting people, the smaller practices that you do, you'll say, wow, I want to do more of that. My life, I'm a happier person. And also remember, you're a chemical soup. You're just one big (laughs) soup baby of chemicals. So every thought, here I go again, every word, every action changes that chemical soup. Oh, yeah. So even though it may seem like a small thing, um, also Heisenberg, uh, one of the physicists who I love a long time ago, talked about the power of observation, that cells and structures change when we observe them. Mm -hmm. For an example, putting putting, uh, bacteria in Petri dishes or plants, and we can put them in different place, same temperature, same environment, and Bailey and I can look at them and they will grow differently. The cellular structure will change. Because they're being observed? They're being observed. So if that is true on a micro, micro, yeah, you know, teeny, like tiny actual microscopic. Basis, then what happens when you sit under a tree and tell it thank you and that I love you? Or you look into someone's eyes and you go, that's a really pretty purple blouse you have on. Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, I, I like your shoes, what, whatever the compliment is. Do you know what I mean? Small, oh, yeah. What smiling kind of ripple effect What's happening? Happen? Yeah, what yeah is, of course. Because we're, we're finding out all these new dimensions. I mean, it used to be three dimensions, four dimensions. Now it's infinite numbers. Mm-hmm. So I, I really believe, and you know me, I use the old, um, I use the, of course, you're a music person, obviously, um, in your training and in your skill set and your college education is that I think of it like changing radio frequencies from 99.2 to 88.8, that every thought, word, and action you have changes that frequency. Mm-hmm. It really okay. does. And so whether you need a, that kind of a metaphor, a cellular metaphor, whatever it is, um, I, I was turning left on um, Roxborough onto Lenox Road okay. yesterday, and I swear to God, it was a long light, and I was getting a little nasty because I had some things that I had to phone calls I had to return. This is like the longest light in history. And I looked over and I saw these three little pansies in the little center island between the things. Uh And I swear to God, they were smiling at me. I I mean, you know me. I I don't drink. Don't do drugs. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I love you guys. I love you. I said, thank you for taking me out of this little nasty, whatever little time Mm -hmm. construct, Western brain part I'm in. Thank you. I love you. And how many other people that stop at this stoplight get to have that same get to have sort your experience in yeah. your little tiny life mm-hmm. is huge. I don't know. There's millions of people in Atlanta, and God knows how many people near Lennox and Phipps are going by you yeah, that yeah. are stopped in traffic like I am. And I look over, and you're not only loving me with red and purple and mm-hmm. yellow, but my God, your presence. And I tears started streaming down my my. I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. It's crazy. So I know. So the light turned, and I didn't want to move. 
I didn't care about the phone calls. <laughs> and the guy behind me is flicking me off, <laughs> like I always do, honking yeah, at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I just blew, look at the pants. I know. I blew kisses at him and went, Oh my God. So that's McMindfulness. It's micro mindfulness, whatever you want to call that experience. Take that time to Take appreciate the time, that. time, yeah. guys. This is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. What if all the tiny little times of our life is where the real magic is, which I believe it is? Add up. It's really not. I'm old enough now. I am. I'm mm-hmm. older, more mature. I know. I've had an office on the 104th floor of the World Trade Center. I've worked in the White House. I've worked at the United Nations. God bless. I've had the most, being humble, I say this. Right, the right. The most magical, unbelievable. I go to a think tank with everything from Supreme Court justices to presidents. I have been, as you will know, ridiculously blessed and honored. That little pansy those my three little pansy I mean, buddies much are you. still look i yeah. almost cried are still in my heart from yesterday yeah and and when it got cold and i got up this morning and it was almost 30 degrees and the wind was blowing i thought about those three friggin pansies and i just went my kids those are my yeah. kids That's, are they warm <laughs> so it's like if you can take that attitude if you can take that appreciation and just pay a compliment to a stranger in the candy bar aisle what would that what would that do? What would that cause? I think that's such a great idea. And it has to be sincere. Oh, I, I mean, of so yeah, yeah. So if you do like somebody who's got a payday, you mm-hmm. notice I'm going to mention my favorites or almond M and M's or whatever. Um, you know, I, 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 it comes from your heart. So center, and once you start doing it, uh, my daughter went to Georgetown. Brittany did a residency up there when uh, after she finished medical school, and there was a guy up there called Compliment Man. And he used to be at DuPont Circle and hang around. And there was this wonderful African-American black guy. And he was known as Compliment Man. And that's all he did all day. He just dish him out? Yeah, he was like a homeless man. I love man. that. I loved him. He was a homeless guy, literally, that lived around. And he would walk up to you and to give compliments. He, he was infamous, and I loved him. Every time I oh, saw him. that's so awesome. And, and they, we called him Compliment Man, and that was what he was known as. And I thought, by the grace of God, we would sit there and have coffee, Brittany mm-hmm. and I, and would watch him and watch the nastiest people, not that nasty people could live in Washington, D.C., Bailey. Oh, yeah. That seems so far-fetched. I know. It's okay. Okay. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> and, um, you know, preoccupied. Could they be? Could they be brilliant? Mm-hmm. Could they be control freaks? Could they be? And to watch this soul, this beautiful, Soften loving, right soft up. soul, yeah. just boom. Just like lightning. I would say it was almost like lightning, loving lightning striking them hearts. Yeah, yeah. And they would smile and stop and be in the presence of love for that yeah. one flash of a second. And you don't know, did they think of it later in the day? Did they do it? Or was it just the grace that touched them that day? So each of us can be that person. We don't have to be the compliment man in Washington, D.C. We don't have to be the wacko woman who stopped yesterday at the stoplight and is still living but with you can three be your own version of that. You can definitely be, be your, your own, your own version, of version of that. Yes. And that's why, we, you know, we, we're all in this together. Don't let the big crazy chaos of the world we live in and everything sweep you away from this magical, magnificent life that you have. Exactly. Well, guys, we really appreciate you being here today. Um, My name is Bailey, like the Irish cream, and this is the way I see it. And my name is Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is the way I see it. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time. Bye-bye.